Guidelines in Practice, Environmental Cleaning, by Terry Link. Abstract. All perioperative personnel are responsible for providing a clean environment for patients undergoing operative or other invasive procedures. A contaminated environment can contribute to the incidence of surgical side infections when a patient's skin contacts a contaminated surface or personnel touch a contaminated surface and then transmit microbes to the patient. Airborne contaminants may settle on the sterile field or in the surgical wound. The AORN, Guideline for Environmental Cleaning, provides guidance on cleaning product selection, cleaning procedures, personnel education, competency verification, and monitoring cleanliness through performance improvement processes. This article discusses guideline recommendations for cleaning procedures and cleaning of operating and procedure rooms. A scenario describes how an ambulatory surgery center team identifies gaps in cleaning processes and modifies the cleaning checklist to improve these processes. Perioperative RN should review the entire guideline for additional information when creating and updating policies and procedures for environmental cleaning. Surgical Side Infection, SSI, is a serious complication for patients undergoing surgical procedures, often accounting for prolonged hospital stays, increased costs, and readmission for additional treatment. During the past two decades, the implementation of the Surgical Care Improvement Project measures beginning in 2006, the widespread implementation of the National Patient Safety Goals from the Joint Commission, and the development of SSI bundles and enhanced recovery protocols, have decreased the incidence of SSI. However, SSIs continue to be the second most frequent type of healthcare-associated infection in the United States and Europe. Contaminated surfaces in the OR may contribute to SSIs, either through direct contact with a patient or because a healthcare worker's hands can contact a contaminated surface and then transfer pathogens to other surfaces and to patients. In addition, Surgical incisions are susceptible to settling air contaminants from skin squames and microbes from the nasopharynx, such as coagulus-negative staphylococci, one of the organisms most commonly found in cultures from SSI wounds. Effective and correctly performed environmental cleaning and disinfection can decrease microbial contamination of surfaces in the OR and help prevent SSIs. The revised AORN, Guideline for Environmental Cleaning, published in January 2020, provides recommendations based on the guideline project team's appraisal of the strength and quality of the evidence available in the healthcare literature. The project team used the evidence appraisal score, a benefit-harm assessment, and consideration of resource use to rate each recommendation. The AORN evidence rating model has four levels of recommendation ratings. Regulatory Requirement, Recommendation, Conditional Recommendation, and No Recommendation. Figure 1 shows the criteria for each recommendation level. The evidence table for the Guideline for Environmental Cleaning, available on the AORN website at https colon double slash aorn.org slash guidelines slash about hyphen aorn hyphen guidelines slash evidence hyphen tables, provides detailed information on the literature the project team used to develop the guideline.
the guideline addresses 12 topics. 1. Product selection and use. 2. Cleaning procedures. 3. Waste and laundry. 4. OR and procedure rooms. 5. Preoperative and postoperative areas. 6. Sterile processing areas. 7. Scheduled cleaning. 8. Special pathogens. 9. Environmental contamination. 10. Pests. 11. Education. And 12. Quality. This article discusses recommendations from the guidelines sections that address cleaning procedures and cleaning of ORs in procedure rooms. See sidebar 1. After a discussion of the specific recommendations, a scenario describes how an ambulatory surgery center team identifies gaps in their environmental cleaning processes, modifies the existing cleaning checklist to emphasize high-touch surfaces in each of the ORs, and provides a complete list of items and surfaces to be cleaned. Cleaning Procedures Inconsistencies in environmental cleaning can occur for various reasons. Personnel from a variety of disciplines or departments, for example, environmental surface workers, nurses, surgical technologists, anesthesia technicians, may be responsible for environmental cleaning and disinfection. In addition, personnel from non-surgical departments, for example, radiologic technologists, perfusionists, may bring their equipment into the OR. Multiple staff members may clean ORs in different ways several times during a 24-hour period. As a result, cleaning processes may be inconsistent and personnel may overlook some contaminated items during the cleaning process. Recommendations AORN recommends that an interdisciplinary team determine cleaning procedures and frequencies based on the types of surfaces and the tasks performed in specific areas. Research findings indicate that high-touch surfaces in the OR are more contaminated than low-touch surfaces and support cleaning and disinfecting high-touch surfaces thoroughly and frequently, that is, after each patient procedure. High-touch surfaces can be different in each OR, depending on the types of planned procedures and the required items, for example, equipment supplies. Some high-touch objects have parts that are more contaminated than others because they are frequently touched, such as the switches, knobs, and handles on an anesthesia cart. When identifying the cleaning frequency for surfaces, the interdisciplinary team members should note both the surfaces that the staff members touch frequently and the surfaces that many different staff members may touch. Surfaces that are difficult to clean, such as computer keyboards, can be covered to help prevent contamination. However, using a barrier does not replace the need to clean the surface of the item being covered, and personnel should clean and disinfect the covering after each patient procedure. Some facilities may have procedure rooms that are not used every day, but personnel may enter these rooms to gather equipment or supplies, and there is an opportunity for dust to accumulate on surfaces over time. AORN recommends that the interdisciplinary team determine the frequency and extent of cleaning and develop a schedule for cleaning of these areas. Operating and Procedure Rooms Dust that settles on surfaces in the OR overnight may contain human skin and hair, fabric or paper fibers, pollen, mold, fungi, insect parts, glove powder, 
or other contaminants. Suboptimal cleaning of an operating or procedure room increases the possibility that exogenous source contamination, that is, contaminants from a source other than the patient, may contribute to an SSI. Regulatory Requirement Regulatory agencies require perioperative personnel to clean and disinfect ORs and procedure rooms after each patient procedure. Cleaning procedure areas after patient care activities helps decrease the possibility of cross-contamination from one patient to another. Recommendations AORN recommends that perioperative personnel damp dust horizontal surfaces before the first scheduled surgical or other invasive procedure of the day and before personnel bring case carts, supplies, and equipment into the room. Increased activity and door openings disrupt airflow, which can cause settled dust to be redistributed in the OR and redirected to the sterile field instead of exiting via outflow ducts as intended in a positive pressure OR. Personnel should clean and disinfect all items used during patient care. AORN recommends that personnel clean and disinfect the OR floor after each surgical or invasive procedure when the floor is visibly soiled or potentially soiled by blood or other body fluids. Personnel should spot clean and disinfect visibly soiled walls after each surgical or invasive procedure. Recontamination of environmental surfaces may occur while the patient is still in the OR. Therefore, personnel should not begin the environmental cleaning process at the end of a procedure until after nursing or anesthesia team members have transported the patient from the OR and personnel have removed the trash and contaminated laundry from the room. Personnel should perform terminal cleaning, that is, thorough environmental cleaning, at the end of the last procedure on each day an OR is used. Scenario A freestanding ambulatory surgery center employs 10 clinical personnel, all of whom are responsible for environmental cleaning. The center does not contract with an outside cleaning service, and there are no dedicated environmental cleaning personnel. The facility has an all-hands-on-deck policy for cleaning, that is, all available personnel assist in room turnovers and terminal cleaning, and scheduled cleaning is a part of each employee's job responsibilities. One RN is responsible for conducting monthly compliance audits to evaluate cleaning effectiveness. During an audit conducted after end-of-procedure cleaning in OR2, she observes dried blood on the patient transfer board that hangs on the wall in brackets when not in use. She shares this information with a nurse manager, who in turn reports this occurrence to the Interdisciplinary Process Improvement Committee. In addition to the nurse manager, the committee includes the medical director, who is an anesthesiologist, a surgical technologist, and the sterile processing technician. The committee recommends that the auditing nurse observe the cleaning processes to identify any deficiencies. The RN uses the existing cleaning checklist to evaluate the center's three ORs before the first procedures of the day and to observe between procedure cleaning for each of the ORs. She notes that the checklist is outdated and does not include all the items that she assesses for cleanliness during her audits. In addition, changes in the surgical procedure mix 
necessitated additional equipment that was purchased after the checklist was developed. Because of limited storage space, personnel are unable to move the additional equipment to a location outside the OR when it is not in use. The RN finds blood and unidentified dried fluids on surfaces both before the first procedure of the day and after between procedure cleaning. She also notes that personnel frequently do not clean the patient transfer board before placing it on a wall hanger after use. She observes the staff member quickly wipe the computer keyboard surface, but debris remains between the keys. When she mentions this, the staff member cleaning the keyboard responds that it is difficult and takes too much time to clean between the keys. The RN reports her findings to the Process Improvement Committee. The committee meets to discuss the cleaning checklist and review the AORN Environmental Cleaning Guideline. In accordance with the recommendations from the guideline, two committee members observe and identify high-touch surfaces in the three ORs. In OR1, which is designated for ophthalmology procedures, the team members identify that the microscope and phacoemulsification machine knobs are high-touch surfaces. A patient cart designed for ophthalmology procedures is used in this room for each patient, and staff members either remove the OR bed from the room or place it next to a wall. Some patients undergo ophthalmology procedures with local-only anesthesia and without an anesthesia professional. However, the nurse monitoring the patient uses the blood pressure cuff, pulse oximeter, and electrocardiogram monitor leads. The two observing committee members note that personnel do not always clean these items between procedures. Surgeons perform general surgery in OR2 and orthopedic procedures, that is, primarily arthroscopies with copious amounts of irrigation fluid, in OR3. There also is a procedure room that is used occasionally. After identifying the high-touch surfaces in each room, the interdisciplinary team members develop a new checklist for high-touch surfaces that are common to the three ORs in the procedure room. The list includes the OR bed, the computer mouse and keyboard, the anesthesia carts, and the door handles. The committee members also list the high-touch surfaces for each OR, which include V. 1. Microscope handles and arms and phacoemulsification machine touchpad in OR1. 2. Electrosurgical unit in OR2. And 3. Surgical waste management controls in OR3. Because staff members often do not clean the patient transfer board, the team members make a notation on the checklist to inspect the board when checking walls for contamination. The interdisciplinary committee develops a policy and procedure that includes the use of a modified cleaning checklist. The committee highlights the identified high-touch surfaces and added items so that staff members do not overlook the changes. See Figure 2. The revised policy requires staff members to document the cleaning activities on the checklist before considering cleaning to be complete. The revised policy and procedure also addresses specific cleaning issues for each OR. In OR1, personnel will spot clean the floor between ophthalmology procedures or will mop the floor if it is visibly contaminated. Further, personnel will mop the floor of OR1 during daily terminal cleaning. When the scheduled procedures in OR1 include specialties other than ophthalmology, 
perioperative personnel will cover the microscope in plastic sheeting and remove the phacoemulsification machine from the OR. During ophthalmic procedures that do not require the OR bed, personnel will cover the bed with plastic or remove it from the room. Personnel will mop the floor of OR2 after general surgery procedures when the floor is visibly soiled and daily during terminal cleaning. In OR3, personnel will mop the floor after each orthopedic procedure. Personnel will damp dust horizontal surfaces at the beginning of the day in each OR and will terminally clean each OR and the procedure room at the end of each day's use. If a room is not used during the week, personnel will terminally clean that room at least once per week. The committee members arrange for keyboard covers to be purchased and installed on each computer keyboard in the center to facilitate cleaning and disinfecting between uses. The policy and procedure, see Figure 3, which includes the checklist, will be included during employee orientation. The interdisciplinary committee also develops environmental cleaning competency verification tools. Perioperative personnel in all specialties are assigned monthly cleaning audits using the cleaning checklist to evaluate compliance and visually inspect surfaces for cleanliness. The committee determines that the process will be an ongoing part of the facility's quality improvement program. Conclusion Surgical patients are at risk for developing an SSI because the skin incision allows the possible entrance of environmental contaminants from the air and OR surfaces. Perioperative personnel should perform environmental cleaning and disinfection processes thoroughly and correctly, paying additional attention to the areas and surfaces that are most frequently touched. Adherence to best practices for environmental cleaning and monitoring of cleaning effectiveness can help perioperative teams prevent SSIs.